Breaking news out of Orlando, the terror attack on a gay nightclub. Right now, at least 20 are dead, maybe more. The shooter also dead. Temperatures have caused drought and hunger, prompting migration and contributing to instability. Kincaid Fire remains the most stubborn challenge that we face. Barely a month after the Lion Air 737 MAX crashed in Indonesia, killing 189 people, an internal FAA memo warned the MAX would crash again. Welcome to the Good Guy Revolution podcast. This show is recorded in the Valley of the Sun every week at Shaneland Art, located at 301 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm the diva, reminding you that you can change the world by just being kind to one another. Now please, enjoy the show. Well, one thing I try to remind myself is how many times my life has changed over the last 38 years. There have been so many moments before where it are dark moments mm -hmm. and then so many moments that are light moments. And so I try to look back and think like, yeah, this moment's really dark, but so are these other moments. Mm -hmm. And then sprinkled in are all these light moments. And I really, you know, it's just it's just time. Time heals everything, and you just have to get through this. Hi. Thank you for listening to The Good Guy Revolution with Gene Moore. Today's special guest is Hillary Hudson. She is the creative director of Broken Drift Productions. It is a company that puts on comedy festivals all through the country, and we're lucky to sit down with her and talk to her about how she's navigating through this life, and it's pretty interesting, and I thank you for listening, and I, um, I'm glad that you're here. And The Good Guy Revolution podcast starts right now. Hi, everyone. In this spot right here, which we're saving, it could be for you. This is where we're going to put advertisers or sponsors. So if you'd like to sponsor this show, please contact me and we'll put you right in here. And we together can change this world to make sure that it always stays kind. Sponsor me today. Thank you, Hillary, for joining me today. First, my voice sounds so weird. Say, so I want to hear your voice. Hi, Jean. <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> thank you for being on this podcast. This podcast is my, this is what my boyfriend calls it, my uh, documentation of my nervous breakdown. Because <laughs> here's what I'm doing. I was born into kindness, and I'm a kind person, but lately I've been giving in to anger. And, and when I give in to anger, I get really, I feel so guilty because of the Catholic guilt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like I stay up at night, like, you know what I mean? So I'm doing this podcast to kind of, uh, interview people who I think are kind and well balanced, and that's you. I've never seen you lose your your stuff. Oh well, Jean, we just don't hang out enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I've seen you in some very stressful situations. You know what I mean? Like I definitely am more balanced now that I'm older than mm -hmm. I was when I was younger. Oh, like did you ever just pop off at people and yell? And yeah, um, I. Well, no, no. I it was really more like internal. Like I really, oh. um, I've never been like a harmful towards others. I mean, I definitely think that I've probably hurt people unintentionally, but yeah. it's always been more of like a self hate, self harm yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So I um, it's funny because I know you said that uh, you do talk about mental health a little bit. So yeah. I actually, um, not a lot of people know this. But I actually checked myself into St. Luke's when I was, uh, I must have been 22. Oh, really? <coughs> mm -hmm. And I spent like 11 days there. And so... Um, what is St. Luke's uh, for? It's for uh, mental health. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was suicidal. Mm. Um, and so I checked myself in. My parents were out of the country. 
and I didn't really have anyone to turn to and I was yeah. by myself. And so I um, admitted myself because I didn't want to harm myself. And I spent 11 days there and then I went to a lot of therapy. How <laughs> did, was it difficult for you to leave? Like, how do they know you're cured or you're yeah, okay to leave? No, so I tried to leave a couple of times and they wouldn't let me go. Really? Um, yeah, they kept me longer. So eventually they did give me the clearance to leave. To leave. Yeah. And do you feel like when you left that you were more balanced, like you were more in touch with your issue? No. Mm. So I was like totally over medicated. Mm. Um, I don't do very well with medication. And so they basically gave me the same thing that they give everybody, which was like they're giving everybody Ambien at night and all this stuff. And so I was definitely over medicated. I felt like I had like a wet um, towel wrapped around my head afterwards. And so after seeing a therapist, they like dialed all that back. Um, but I mean, yeah, when I was younger, I definitely think I didn't have as much Zen as I do now. Yeah, the more, well, I mean, <laughs> like when, at what point in your life did you realize that you needed that balance, like to seek it out? Um, it was probably like five when I started comedy, right around the same time I started comedy, I became a lot more chill and mm-hmm. I realized, um, I've been sick. So I, I don't know if you know this, I've been sick for 17 years and so about five years ago, I started getting healthy. I start, got into acupuncture and essential oils, and I quit taking all Western medicine. So I don't even, not even Advil, nothing. I don't really? take anything Western medicine. And I meditate, and I just, I'm, I try to be just really more relaxed and just be grateful for the moments that I have and the life that I have instead of letting stuff upset me. I still do get really upset. And you, but you know how to. Do you, is it that you know what your triggers are and then you know, like, I just need to go chill out for a minute? Um, I just think it's that now I realize, like, is this thing that's upsetting me right now really going to make a difference in six mm-hmm. months or six years yeah. or, you know, however yeah. long? And a lot of times the answer is no. So I try to just let it go and just focus on this is this is taking all of my energy right now. And I said I should be putting my energy towards something that's going to, yeah. like, further my career or help my kids or work for my family. So you just put it in there. You know what's so interesting is what I there's so many things I like about you, but what I like to surround myself with are people with my same work ethic. And like you have that work ethic. And it's really hard sometimes like when you're trying to relax because you're thinking I need to do this. You feel guilty. Do you feel guilty for relaxing when you, you know what I mean? Like to give yourself Um, downtime. Yeah, well, I have a really hard time turning it off, mm-hmm. um, and that's been a topic around here lately. Because uh, is it like you need one more thing? I'm just going to do one more thing. Well, and I live with comedians, and mm-hmm. so it's like it's constantly work. Um, and so I do feel a little guilty. Sometimes when I'm not doing that, I'm like, oh, I really do need to work on social media or mm-hmm. I have this thing to organize for this festival or whatever. And so I do have a hard time turning it off. Um, I have an easier time turning it off if I have my kids with me. Oh, so because, because yeah. I'm like, okay, I need it. You know, I'm yeah. going to spend time with them. They need like a mom who's present. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's the biggest thing I've learned in comedy is to be present. Mm-hmm. Like that is the biggest gift I learned from comedy is to be in that moment. Because sometimes when I get too stressed, I, I just focus in on being present and when you are present, there's a weird sensation that I get where I realize, oh, it's all, I'm just here, like with the birds and you know what I mean? Like, right. it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I think like maybe four years ago, I took myself really serious. 
You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then when I realize, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need to be serious. That really helped me. Yeah. But I'm not there yet where you are with the Zen. I'm. Well, I'm still very serious, though. I mean, because there, especially in this last year, I will tell you, there have been a lot of moments where I have had to work really hard to bite my tongue because mm-hmm. um, I've been upset and felt taken advantage of, particularly in, in comedy. But mm-hmm. I felt, you know, underappreciated or not appreciated at all. And so for me, instead of like getting angry and freaking out, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to show them why they're wrong. Yeah. I'm going to show them they're going to regret the day that they let me walk away. So, yeah, I've had to do that with boyfriends and now I'm doing it in comedy. Yeah. (laughs) I remember once. And of course, I'm not going to mention names, but there was a very touchy situation where someone in industry was offended by a comic and in the way you navigated that it was so good like you were very calm let's just take care of it Aww, let's, thank you like it was very like and i'm not kissing your butt or anything but there's a <laughs> level of professionalism that you are like increasing it, it gets thank i know it's noticeable you know what i mean i appreciate that i i so i would say i attribute that to my parents mm. Um, my mom and dad, I love them so much. And they raised me to be, um, for lack of a better term, like a businessman's wife. Oh, okay. They had a lot of dinner parties and things. And so they would basically take me to these things. I had to take like etiquette classes and ballroom uh, dancing. And so they basically funny. like really raised me to be very proper. Like a geisha. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, and then they taught me how, you know. To be a great hostess, I would. I would. Uh, being uh, a hostess was like a super important skill that I, I was taught. I see that taught. now. Now I see that. And so yeah. I, I think a lot of times, especially in like the festivals and stuff, I think I turn on that little hostess skill that yeah. I have. Like, okay, how do I accommodate people? How do I make yeah. them feel comfortable? And how do I smooth things over? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times, especially in like the stressful situations, I like to think that it's a miscommunication. I think a lot of times when people don't get along or something it's just because they really are not are communicating poorly i think a lot of times it's not intentional no and i'll give you a perfect example we did a retreat in san diego right Mm -hmm. and so i was with the yardley boys i love them you love them everybody Mm -hmm. loves the yardley boys they're so they're such good people like i just love being around i just love being around positive people because it makes me better but uh i gave Oh, uh, you know, it's hard to keep the Yardley straight. You know what I mean? But I, I have been working so hard <laughs> to remember who's who. It, it was Alex. I gave Alex a compliment, and then he wasn't comfortable with the comment. I mean, the compliment. So he was like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, did I just offend you? And then I thought, what a dick. And in one minute, like, I was like, F him. And then I'm like, you know what? Did you mean to offend me? Because this is what I've... And he's like, not at all. He, so it's a, that misunderstanding that can yeah. turn into a fight. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like total misunderstanding, you know? Yeah. It's uh, comics are insecure. Yeah. But I would, I think it doesn't end at comics. I think everyone's insecure. I would say yeah. a majority of the problems that I end up having with people, it really is just like a miscommunication. It's yeah. that we're not communicating well oh, and we have to figure it out. Ernesto, Ernesto can you... Can you get? Yeah, you can hear it. 
I love no no. I love that you have kids. You know what I mean? Because I don't have kids in my life. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> we have a, a I have a goddaughter. Yeah, yeah, isn't that amazing? Can She's I tell you the story? Beautiful, isn't she? Yeah. So my family isn't cool with me being gay. Whole you know blah 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 blah. They didn't like that. And so uh, I'm super Catholic. A lot of people don't. Do you need something? Do you need your mom? You can come say hi. Come say hi. Come here. Say hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> I love this. That's this is, Brady. This is how life should be. You know He's I mean? a ice hill apologist. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. But my goddaughter, uh, I'm super into my Catholic faith. Yeah. People don't know that. I kind of keep it low. Um, but uh, this girl I worked with, she's like, since your family won't do that, I know it's important to you. Would you be my daughter's goddaughter? And I'm like, yes, I would totally do that. So yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah, like for a stranger to do that, that's really cool. I think it's really interesting, Jean, that you that you said that. The, oh, I'm Catholic, but I don't tell a lot of people because I actually am um, very strong Christian. Oh, really? Yeah, but I also don't tell people because, as you, I mean, you've spent a lot of time with me. I don't have a lot of the same beliefs yeah. that a lot of the Christians have. I mean, I've, I've even at pride with you, I, people were yelling and so hateful and I am just not like that. I mean, yeah. obviously I'm so, I try very hard to be loving and me too. Just yeah. love everyone. I like I to do. live in the grace yes. of God, like yeah. in his grace. Yeah. But when you talk about Christianity, people get nervous because yeah. they have a preconceived notion of what it is. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I'm Catholic and it's hard for me to separate like the Catholic Church from my spiritual mm -hmm. growth. But I just what I like is there's when you're in mass and everyone is so nice, like it's like I feel like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So is it Pentecostal or is it Baptist? Neither. Um, so we're non-denominational. Okay. So um, I was raised in a non-denominational church. My parents are actually one of the founding uh, families. Oh, wow. And Jack and I were running the youth group. Really? Um, uh-huh. And, and so we got into comedy. And we actually got kicked out of running the youth group because of medical marijuana. <laughs> Um, and like I said, I'm not the standard Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, they wanted me to write a letter saying that I would not drink or <clears throat> be under the influence of anything around um, any of the youth from the church. Sure. Well, the problem is, is some of my very longtime friends have kids that were in the youth group who I have been in their lives for 20 years and we do, f we vacation together, we do family stuff together. And so I, I'm not going to, I, ha everyone was like, just sign it. It's not a big deal. I'm like, it is a big deal because we go on vacation and I am going to have like a cocktail with these girls yeah. or I am going to yeah. smoke a joint, not with them, but right, like in their vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I stepped down and I left and I uh, found comedy instead. How did that hurt? <laughs> did that hurt your heart a little bit? Yes. I was very hurt because it was like I had given years and years of my sure. self and my love to this yeah. this place. And my parents are founding members. And so it was really hard. But um, I just think that everything happens for a reason. I think it wasn't sure. the right place for me. Yeah. And I didn't really start getting healthy again until I was in comedy because I was much happier. Mm -hmm. So I think it was it was the right move for me. Yeah. It's just I don't know. it's a thing. I, I'm not ashamed of it. I just keep it. Cause I don't. I my whole thing is I like people to be comfortable at all times. Right. So that's why I keep it. So I just try to be. Um, now that I am in comedy and it's very different, I just try to show love to everyone yeah. and show them that there are people out there who are very like loving and kind yeah. and who genuinely. I got into comedy because I genuinely want to help people. That I mean yeah. that that's it. And so, 
I just think that if I can show that to people, then I'm making a bigger impact than I was when I was helping the youth group. No, I agree. Because I think in the world, there's so many people that are focused on money. And I'm not a money chaser. You know what I mean? I do okay. You know, but I'm not... It's not my, it's not in front of me. What I've always been focused on is to be a healer. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think that I had the bandwidth or even like, who are you to be a healer? But I just feel like somebody has to do it. Somebody Mm -hmm. has to try to make the world a better place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I'm an imperfect soldier, but I try. You know what I mean? I try and I fail a lot. But I think that's what makes you a better soldier is because you try. Well, but no, because you're not perfect and you recognize that you're not perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's my thing is I, gosh, I've made so many mistakes and I've done so many things that I, I don't want to say I regret because they make may have made me who I am, but maybe that if in you know hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah, I would have done differently, perhaps. Yeah. But um, I think that the reason why I can be loving and accepting is because I hope that people will love and accept me for my faults exactly. and my flaws. That's exactly <laughs> why I do it. And you know, I'm I know a lot. I would say, and this is some people get offended by this, but I I would say seventy percent of the people that I interact with on a daily basis are Republicans, very conservative, very Republican, and I'm very liberal Democrat, and I stand my ground and I always explain myself. But I don't think that I'm that far from them. But it's always funny to me when they talk about diversity and loving people you know and i'm gay and i think that that's important to include gay people and minorities and right. all that but also republicans are diverse too you know what i mean like i don't think we can heal as a country until we stop fighting with each other and i know. think that the pro i mean <sighs> do you know a lot of republicans too yes yes um yeah, I could tell by um, the house. <laughs> the house. <laughs> um, so I do know quite a few Republicans. Um, gosh, it's so it's so hard, especially yeah. right now. The yeah. wor- the country and the world really is just so divided. Yeah. And I just try to remember that I'm not in everyone's shoes. I'm not in their situation. Right. I don't know how they were raised. I don't know the things that they. Right. Um, the the family life that they experience or their personal lives. And I just try to think that I just try really hard to remind myself, everyone's doing the best that they can. That's what I say all the time too. Like they really are. That's why they're not They're Yeah. They're, they're doing the best they can with, with the information that they have been given. Yeah. Isn't it? Tell me this. Cause like, I remember looking at my mother and father, a, a wedding photo. And then I was 24 when I was looking at this photo and then I flipped over the, photo never even thought of it and i'm like they're 24 like they're the same age that i am and they had they were married they had kids they were this they were that and i'm like i wasn't ready at 24 for any of that and so then i realized in that moment like my mom and dad they did the best that they could like they were just human beings on this pedestal right it changed everything for me did what how old were you when you realized that your parents did the best they were just people or do you haven't got there yet? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I definitely have. Um, so my mom, gosh, my mom's so phenomenal. Um, I swear she's not just people. <laughs> she really is amazing. And I, I tried to tell her, I think that it was, um, I realized my dad was just like a regular person when I was older, I think. Um, but my dad and I have had somewhat, we had a great relationship growing up. And then in my adult life, we had have had more of a strained relationship 
he doesn't really understand me, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, he, my dad's very black and white, and I live in gray, and <clears throat> he's very analytical. I'm very creative. Yeah. He just doesn't understand me. I'm. Um, Is your mother like you more? Uh, more? Well, I'm adopted, so I did I'm not know that. That's like three news things. You're making news. Like <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't know the Christianity. Yeah, so I'm adopted. So I would say that I'm not really very much like either <laughs> of them. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably my mom is. It's very kind, so I try to be as kind as her. I definitely am not as kind as she is, but I try to be. Um, and I'm also not as good of a mom as she is, but I really try to be. Yeah. So, um, but I think my dad has had a hard... When I said, yeah, I wasn't agreeing. Okay. No, 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 I was just saying, yeah, I was agreeing. My dad's had a really hard time accepting me, and mm. I don't think that he really started until the last two years, until yeah. he came to Big Pine the first time. Yeah. I don't think he really sort of saw me. Um, you know, but you know, they stare, I see how they stare at you. Like when you're not noticing, cause I notice cause I'm nosy <laughs> and I watch how they stare at you. They're very proud of you. They're very proud of oh, you. You can tell. You. Well, I think that that just started. Okay. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're a great audience too. Aww. You know what I mean? Like your mom is a great laugher. You know? She, they, well, and they're so, they are so conservative. Um, and they, hate swearing and they so uh, they they have a very hard time with comedy sometimes because oh they they'd yeah. want to just like only watch dry bar <laughs> yes 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 i get it i remember i did a show in i forget what city but your mom and dad were there and it was a chaotic show and it was just chaos and your mom and dad and i was like seating people and then like i would sit everyone and i would bring up the next comic and then 25 people would leave and another tw- it was so chaotic it's <laughs> so like I just tried to make it fun like we we're on a tour bus and your mom and dad had so much fun. Like that was my audience. My mom and dad love you, Jane. There was like, this is going to be for them. You know what I mean? So it was fun. Well, I, I want to tell you one thing um, before. So my birth mother, I am friends with her on Facebook and I saw this when you brought up the Republican thing. Uh, she volunteered at the Trump rally in Phoenix uh. recently and like posted a picture. Her mom posted a picture about how proud she was of her for volunteering and all this stuff and i just uh, here's the thing i hired a private eye to find her and i she gave birth to me when she was 16 and she could have made a very different choice and i'm so grateful to her that she made the choice that she did and i want to not delete her from my facebook because i i paid a person money to find her yeah. <laughs> so when I was 24. So it seems silly to delete yeah. her and then like maybe not ever be able to find her. I don't want to sever the relationship, but also I just like fundamentally have such a hard time. Sure. sure. Uh, but you know what? The great joy in this life is people are so diverse and I don't know about you, but I know me. I've had some points in my life that I'm not proud of where I made a lot of mistakes and I am grateful, grateful for the friends that didn't throw me away. Yes. You know what I mean? They they stayed with me and they, you know what I mean? And they kind of like coached me back. And in my mind, I kind of feel like we could do that (laughs) with those people. I don't say those people like they're, it's just a different, you know what I mean? Like I just don't, I don't believe you can throw people away. Yeah, no, that's true. I just, Right now in this cultural climate, I have such a hard time. I love so many, such a diverse group of people that anybody that really has hate in their heart for people that I love, I just have such a hard time with right now because it's like, these are human beings. How, I mean, 
you love dogs and you love cats. How yeah. can you not love human beings? Yeah. Like it's so very different. It's so. so different. But I mean, that's a great thing about comedy is like we can find a way to make Republicans, Democrats, old people, young people, black people, white people, you know what I mean? All laugh together. Mm-hmm. And that's a really I think I know it's hacky and corny, but like it's a cool thing when people I do fundraisers for Republicans and I don't ever mention that I'm gay or swear. And that's not important to me. What's important to me is that I build a relationship where they get to see me. Right. You know what I mean? And they know I'm gay. You could tell in my voice. You know what I mean? Well, I think laughter is so healing. Yeah. 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 And we need to be healers. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this was fast. I like this. This is easy breezy, isn't (laughs) it? Good. I'm glad. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate it. So this uh, podcast, I dedicate it to people that are at my weakest moment when I was, I would say, after our, in September, like in mid-September, I was really depressed, really bad. I mean, I've been to hell and back, but never like this. Like, I was really in a bad place. Like, I was crawling out of bed, negotiating with myself. Like, if I could just get into the shower, then I don't have to do anything else. And then I'd get out of the shower, and I'd be like, okay, if you just put your shoes on, if you just get in the car, Mm -hmm. like, negotiating with myself just to get out of the house and to, you know, do comedy and do work and... uh I you had know. days like that. I yes. that. Yeah. So I said, you know what? If there are other people like that, then where I'm really blessed is like I have people like you or Ernesto. I have people that are like, you know, get over yourself. You can heal. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. So that's why we're doing this podcast. So if you were to talk to somebody that was in that moment, that dark moment, you know, that moment where you don't even feel like it's worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. what is the deal? What is the point? You know what I mean? And then what would you say to them to uplift them or to give them just a little bit of hope that they can make it? Well, one thing I try to remind myself is how many times my life has changed over the last 38 years. There have been so many moments before where it are dark moments Mm -hmm. and then so many moments that are light moments. And so I try to look back and think like, yeah, this moment's really dark, but so are these other moments. Mm-hmm. And then sprinkled in are all these light moments. And I really, you know, it's just it's just time. Time heals everything, and you just have to get through this. So when I have bad days, I try to break it down smaller. Like, okay, I'm going to get through dinner. Yeah. And then I'm going to sleep and wake up tomorrow. And then I'm going to get through breakfast. And so then so the same thing. You're negotiating yeah, with so yourself. I just break it down into smaller bite-sized pieces that are manageable. And yeah. I just... Get through those moments. Um, The other thing I really try to do, and this is something I've been trying to do for the last five years, and I actually told a friend of ours this just recently this week. Every time I have some sort of negative self-thought, and this is particularly with my health because I do have like a lot of health issues, and I try not to think like, oh, I'm getting sick again or whatever, but every time I have like some sort of negative thought, I try to tell myself three great things that I love about either myself or that day or something in my life, even if it's something as simple as like, well, my hair, you know, curled right today or, or, um, I woke up and it was, 
it really pretty and sunny and the sun felt good. I mean, even if they're tiny things, yeah. I just try to, instead of thinking that negative thing that I'm thinking, I try to think of three positive things. Yeah. To be, gr- to be grateful. Yeah. And if, and if you just keep up that behavior and you push those negative thoughts out, then they really just don't take over. If you let them like latch yeah. on and take over, it really can just change you. Yeah. So. I, I agree. Like once you submit to depression, it's hard to get out of that. You know what I mean? Well, and I think something really important is too is to be self-aware and just admit to yourself. Don't be ashamed of it. Just admit to yeah. yourself. You know what? I'm I'm going through something right now. Yeah. And I'll get through it. But right now I'm going through something and that's okay. That's a normal human thought and behavior and emotion is to be depressed. We all, I don't believe that there's anyone that doesn't battle any sort of mental health. And if they say that they aren't or that they don't, it's just that they don't know that they do. Yeah. No, (laughs) I think we all battle mental health. And it's, I think once you talk about it, it's not so embarrassing. Cause you know, I look at everyone, everyone's so happy on the face you know what mm-hmm. I mean because that's the image that we put out there and then when you spend time with people then you realize oh they're not as happy as you know right as their social media allows right <laughs> you know what I mean? absolutely because that's your well, best face well and that's the thing is I've had people say that like oh you always look so you know because I am sick and I do have all these health problems people are like you always look fine well yeah because I don't post the bad pictures yeah I don't either nobody posts the, posts the pictures from the days they look like crap or yeah. the days where they're feeling shitty or they're depressed of course I look great on Instagram or Facebook yeah. that's the point yeah I know like I took 20 <laughs> pictures to get that one right well 20 50 <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> that's funny you know that reminds me of Danielle Williams she'll take 100 pictures to get that one yeah I, and I love her self love but you have to remember Remember that when yeah. you're looking on Facebook and you're thinking like all these people's lives yeah. are so amazing. No, they're not. That's yeah. just what they want you to see. I know, but you it don't makes see you see the bad stuff. No, you do not. So, no, yeah. I get it. So, if you're listening to this, just know this that you're going to make it. You always push through. I know myself. I've been to hell and back at least four times, and every time I leave hell, you know the devil's always like leave that smile, and I'm like you're a bitch. I'm taking it with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So What scares me though is when I get depressed and I can't smile. That scares me. You know what I mean? But I'm always blessed to have people kind of pull me through, and so I hope this show kind of can pull someone through. I'm Absolutely. gonna let you close it out. What? What? Will you say the last word? The what last do you say? Word. I like to tell people they're going to make it because I believe they are. No, I think I th- I think everybody has the power within them to. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Our sound guy or Nesta. <laughs> I think everybody has the power within them to make it, and you yeah. are stronger than you know you are. And yeah. I think that you just need to remember that. Like every day that you've gotten through, you've made it this far. You can make it. Th- yeah. Make it farther. You can make it a yeah. little bit farther. Absolutely. So you heard it there. This is Gene Moore. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you subscribe. Subscribe. Did I say it wrong? I always say, you know what? I always say Valentine's, and then I can't say it. You know what I mean? So I hope that you are downloading this and leaving your comments, and we sure do appreciate any feedback, and you're listening um, to watch this. So thank you so much, and thank you for being a guest here. That was really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate me five stars. Very important in iTunes. And if you could leave a comment, whether it's good or bad, I would love to read it. Uh, Make sure you subscribe wherever you download. And please join us again. And remember, stay kind, be nice, because you're going to make it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
Please stop by Shaneland Arts for all your art supply needs and check out their website to obtain more information on creativity coaching for artists with Shane McCall. He's not here to be the hero of your story. In fact, he'll help you realize you are. Visit their website at shanelandarts.com today. Sound and Engineering, Ernesto Ortiz, announcer, the diva, and your host, Gene Moore. Please join us next week for a new episode of The Good Guy Revolution.